There I was, nine years old, found myself homeless, living in my mom's green Datsun B210, 1980, in Pasadena, California is where I grew up. And I realized that at nine years old, I was learning a lot at a time that I should be being a kid. I was having to take care of not just myself, but also my brother. Not just taking care of my brother, but also my mom. Um, she had an addiction and one that she couldn't overcome by herself. But in the process, she wanted her kids with her. And there was really no other, no other way to think about it, no other way to look about it. At that time, it was kind of normal even though you knew other people had a house and they were living and sleeping in a bed, we slept in the car. Um, it wasn't until I got older that I realized that I didn't want that life for myself. So I knew that for me growing up, I had to do what I needed to do to make sure that I never went back to being homeless because being homeless as a child, you just felt like everybody was looking at you or you weren't ever gonna be enough or you didn't deserve to live in a house or sleep in a bed. But those are just the common things that most people get a chance to enjoy. And I wasn't able to enjoy that until later on. And once I was able to enjoy that, you can best believe my thought process was, I'll never go back. <laughs> Growing up in a foster home, you lose a sense of self. You, you start to wonder, if I'm in this home and I have parents out there that are supposed to love me, but they don't, how can anybody actually love me? For some people, growing up in the foster home was probably the worst thing that can happen to them. But for me, it was probably one of the best things that could have happened. It allowed me to see what love is supposed to look like from a mother. It allowed me to have a place to live. It, it allowed me to have some sense of humility and belonging for myself. I wouldn't say it was the best experience because for anyone growing up without your family, it's not the ideal situation. But for me, it allowed a foundation to allow me to look back and think on how I felt when I didn't have a family. And one of the things that I know for certain is it's not often you hear me talk about my foster mom. That is my mother. She instilled values in me that no one could ever instill in me. And for that, I'm forever grateful. One of the tough things though was learning how to love and accept love because you go through the mind process of if my own mother and father don't love me, how can anyone else? But being in this place in that time in the foster home, I can tell you I've learned to love myself way more than some people who do get love from their own family. And do all these wonderful things with training and, and encountering people. I realized that if I take a look back on my upbringing, I wasn't trained on how to be a boss. I wasn't really trained on how to manage people. I was barely learning how to manage myself. But there I was in this job that I really, really enjoyed and they made me a manager. And in the process of making a manager, they, you know, you would think they would send you to classes to kind of help you and guide you. But my personality, I guess they really loved that it was kind of strong. So it kind of got people to do things that we needed them to do. But even though I had that personality, I didn't have the training to go along with the personality. So in the end, what happens? People quit. No one wanted to work with me. They thought I was 
bossy. They thought I didn't listen. They thought I knew everything. Well, maybe I did, but there was a way to go about it. I can tell you that looking back on my life and, and realizing I had this opportunity, I'm so grateful that I failed in that area and I kept failing until I got it right because it made me a better person, a better mother, a better manager, a better boss, a better supervisor, and it prepared me for what was to come. And without that experience, I would never want anyone to go through that, be thrown in the fire for you know, becoming a manager and not having the training. But on the flip side, not being trained was some of the best training I could have gotten. Thank you so much for watching the making of an entrepreneur docu-series. I just want to take a moment to talk to you. That, that's right, you that's watching right now. Um, you the mom, or maybe you're the dad, or, or maybe you're, you're an entrepreneur, or perhaps you're an auntie or an uncle, but you're someone out there that, that has a heart to give, uh, you have a heart to serve, and as you're watching this making of an entrepreneur docuseries, you may be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've had some, some life lessons, I've, I've had some setbacks, I've had some experiences, I've gone through some things that have helped me become a better person, and, and I wanna take that and I wanna release that to other folks. Okay. Maybe you're a speaker and you're already doing it. Maybe you've written books and you've already done that. Or maybe the story that's inside of you, the expertise that's inside of you, the message inside of you, this is the right platform for you to make a bigger difference and a bigger impact in the world. Now, this whole making of an entrepreneur docuseries, um, if you had to sum it up in, in just one word, and it's kind of hard to do that, but as I'm talking to you and you're listening right now, you might be saying, Shay, what's the one word? And the one word I would say is just legacy legacy. Um, there's a legacy I understand that you want to leave for your family, and I get that, but there's also a legacy of your knowledge. There's a legacy of your expertise, and think about this. You're able to share your message or share your story or share your expertise, and, and long after you're gone, they still have a window into the soul of who you are and the impact that that leaves behind. If that's you and you someone that's gonna get the information, you're, you're someone that's ready to do something bigger than just your business and bigger than just making more money, but you wanna have more meaning in the world, uh, do me a favor. Go over to www.themakingofanentrepreneurdocuseries.com. I know that's a long email, a long address, but I want you to hear it again one more time. Themakingofanentrepreneur.com. Now when you get there, just put your first name and your last name and your phone number and information in there Worst case scenario, you have a meeting with the team and decide, hey, me being a cast member, this isn't a good fit, but I had a lot of fun. Best case scenario, you decide to take a step. Folks understand your backstory, uh, understand what you've been through, and uh, the world is much better off um, while you're here. And when the day comes and you decide to transition and, and move on, it's still doing very, very well. So with that being said, I just want to pop in. Thanks a lot for watching the Making of an Entrepreneur series. Uh, my name is Shay Brown. I want to encourage you to continue to watch and um, I'll see you at the next episode. God bless. You know, growing up in a foster home, college is not always your first option. They remind you that by, when you turn 18, you gotta start looking out being able to take care of yourself. So for me, college was a choice but it was not the first option. I did try college. I went to Cal State University, Bakersfield. I did, a, I did summer bridge program. I went my first semester, and the longer I sat there, the more I needed to walk around. 
the longer I sat there, the more I realized that this may not just be for me. This may not be the option for me. But I knew that if I wasn't going to continue with schooling, I had to figure it out. I had to make a way because I had to support myself. I had no one to fall back on. I had no one to depend on. And that's one of the things about being in a foster home that people don't realize is that there is no transitional uh, program or transitional phase for you. You really left to figure it out. I remember being a store manager for McDonald's and getting ready to actually get my own store. They sent me to Oak Brook, Illinois to Hamburger University and I was so excited about it. All I knew that I was getting on a plane and I was going to be around people who were doing what I wanted to do. We go through the two weeks of university training and then we get back, I get back home and we have a manager's meeting. And at this manager's meeting, they introduce us to Les Brown, the one and only Les Brown. I was so excited, so excited to hear him talk and, and just kind of absorb his energy. And I remember in this, in this meeting we had, he was talking to us and it was, he was talking about, you know, how he grew up and, and what, his, what his setbacks were, the things that, that pushed him. And I remember him, I, I felt like he was just talking directly to me as if he was saying, Tanya, right now is your time. Right now you can decide on what the rest of your life is gonna look like. You can decide on what kind of manager you're gonna be. And I remember having a job before where I became a manager and I didn't know what I was doing. And I realized, I said at that moment that when I started my own business or when I started training other people, I would never ever put them in the lion's den. And as Les was talking to me, all I could think about was making sure that the people who I was responsible for, whether it was McDonald's employees, my own employees, the people that I was responsible for, understood their assignment and got the proper training that they needed. I knew that if I did that, not only was I setting myself up for success, but I was also planting the seed for them to have the mindset to continue to be successful. After 16 years in corporate America, I got all the training that I felt like I needed to be ready for the next part of my journey. That next part of my journey would take me to a very unfamiliar place, opening my own business. I knew that there was going to be a point in time where I was going to need some additional help and I couldn't do it where I was at. So I started from the bottom and worked my way up. I went into a salon, worked in a salon where the lady who did not look like me, but had every ounce of love and compassion for the same business that I was going into. She took me by the hand and showed me everything I needed to need, that I was going to need to open a successful business. But what she didn't tell me was the fear. She didn't tell me that I was going to be fearful. She didn't tell me that I was going to make mistakes. Even though I knew I was going to make mistakes, she didn't actually say it. She allowed me to grow on my own mistakes. She allowed me to see the things that I needed to improve on. And she also allowed me the freedom to niche down. So that way, when I did open up my own space, I would be ready and I would concentrate on what I needed to concentrate on. I mean, think about it. I was homeless. I was a foster kid. I worked at McDonald's. I didn't have all the confidence. I had no support. 
And just to think the idea of me owning my own business, well, after training with her and being in her salon for a few years, I walked out, opened up my own space, and after three months, I significantly changed the trajectory of my life and my children's life. And that right there allowed me to believe more in myself and allowed me to realize that you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. You got to get away from you know, what people said you were going to do and who you were going to be. As long as you believe that you can do it, you will. Henry Ford once said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, both of them is right. And I believed in myself enough. And at that moment, when I, when I left her salon and opened up mine and realized that the sky was the limit, there was no turning back. It's a great day. My name is Shay Brown. I just want to speak to you, the speaker, or maybe you're not even a speaker, right? Maybe you're not a speaker, but you have a message inside of you that you want to release, or maybe you have a story, right? A story of your life, a story in your career, or, or maybe, maybe as you're listening right now, you're an expert, right? You're, you're, you're an expert at teaching people how to do something. You're expert at raising kids. And I want you to imagine for a moment that you had an opportunity to share your message or your story on a bigger stage. Now I'm gonna talk about that in a moment and what that would mean for you if you could reach your target audience, if you're an entrepreneur, if that target audience got associated to the problem that you solve, or if you're a super entrepreneur with sales funnels out there, not only did it get associated to who you were, but they were able to join your list. Now for other folks, that won't make no sense at all. But for you, the entrepreneur, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I want to invite you over to something called the Comeback Champion Summit. And, and the whole purpose of the Comeback Champion Summit is really to do one thing, which is one word, and that is possibilities. That's right. When, when you get a chance to get on stage, uh, you get a chance to do it virtually, and some of you may be in person, and you get a chance to share your story. So something deep, deep inside of you. I always say your message, because some of you have a message or your expertise, then guess what happens? Three things happen. Number one, you get to make a difference. And isn't that why you are on this earth? I mean, I don't wanna get emotional here, but you're really on this earth to make a difference for someone else. Something has happened to you so it can go through you to someone else. And being able to speak on a, on a, on a platform that provides an audience, it's like, a, like having a microphone that allows you to help more people faster. So that's, that's number one. Uh, number two, when you're on a, a platform, I'm gonna invite you to the Comeback Champion Summit, you get a chance to have more meaning in the world, to have more impact and to have more influence. And that's really who we're looking for. We're looking for folks out there who have an interest, want or desire of serving others. So if that's you, that's you, I'm gonna invite you to go over to www.comebackchampionsummit.com. Again, comebackchampionsummit.com. Click the button, it'll say apply to speak. Go through the process. And if it's a good fit, can't wait to share your story over at the Comeback Champion Summit or any one of our platforms that serves other folks. With that being said, um, my name, by the way, is Shay Brown, the Happy Entrepreneur. Make it a great day, everyone, and um, we'll make some good things out. We connect again real soon. See you out. If I could tell my 21-year-old self anything, I would most likely tell them you could have it all. What do I mean by that? There's three things you would have to do in order to believe that you can have it all. The first one 
transformational thinking. You got to change your mindset. If you believe you can, you can. I know for me, here, look at, take a look at me, raised in a foster home, went to college but didn't finish, worked in corporate America, transitioned, opened up my own business, opened up several of my own businesses, and who would have thought a previous foster kid who was homeless and abused could go on to do anything outside of what statistics would have them be? I believed it. I had to change my mindset. And by changing my mindset, I was able to accomplish things that no one thought I would be able to accomplish. That's transformational thinking. In order to have it all, you also have to master leadership. Leadership is one of those primary fundamental things that you have to be able to understand. There are people who are born leaders, and then there are people who are made leaders. Regardless of which one you are, I realized that for myself, I had to develop my leadership skills. I had to go in to make sure that I was being the person that I wanted to follow, that I was representing myself in a way that would make others want to follow me. I had to live by that example. And in order to live by that, that example, I had to believe in myself. And believing in myself also poured into my leadership. It poured into my leadership development and it poured into my leadership skills. I truly believe that no matter what, you can have it all. You can have it all in business, you can have it all in your personal life. Whichever one you're developing, wherever you are, no matter what your circumstances are now or where you come from, if you believe that you can have it all, you can have it all. Again, like I said, look at me. Who would have thought a previous foster kid, homeless, go on to build several successful six-figure businesses, mentor over 1,500 women to start their own business? I believe it. I believe that I could have it all, and I believe that I could help you have it all. But in order to do that, you got to In order to do that, you have to believe it yourself. You have to master leadership. You have to build your communication. You have to transformational think so that you can get out the box and move to the next level. In order to do that, you have to do the work. In order to have it all, you have to start somewhere. You can't let your circumstances define you. You can't stay where your circumstances are you have to build and you have to move. And in order to do that, you have to take a step. Believe me when I tell you that no matter what your business is or where you wanna take it or what's going on in your personal life, you have to believe that you can have it all. One of the reasons companies hire us is because they want us to help them get their staff to a point where everyone is thinking similar and on the same page. They need a mind shift. And in order to get a mind shift, they have to understand what transformational thinking is. People come from all backgrounds, from all ethnicities, from all parts of life, and they bring their own individualism to the table. So in order to get them and 
get them to um, understand the company's mission and their purpose and goals and to, to, to almost eat, sleep and breathe it like the company does, you gotta shift the mind a little bit and you have to allow the, them to have their own individual process but have a common goal. So that's what we do. We come in, we help the companies get their staff together in the mind, the trans transitional phase. And you know what happens? They become more productive. They work as a team. They see that they all have a common goal, even though they all get there at a different place. But at the end, the results are all the same. So transformational thinking, your staff needs a mind shift. That's what we do. This has been an amazing experience. And one of the things that I really enjoyed the most was that there was no pressure. Everything was well organized. I felt right at home. And anything and everything that I needed to get me through this today, it was there. Um, everyone's really nice. Everyone knew what their assignment was. They made sure that I had my assignment. And for that reason and that reason alone, other than the granola bars, I did get granola bars. Um, it was just a wonderful experience. I appreciate it and I cannot wait to see what's next. It's a great day. My name is Shay Brown and um, I just want to talk to all my entrepreneurs out there. And if that's you, like you, the entrepreneur, you, the business owner, you the speaker, you the coach, you the author, you the network marketer, you the person that just want to do more good in the world by solving a problem and you want to be paid, right? And so think about right now that if you had more high qualified paying clients that was like banging at your door, how would your life be different? Um, when there's more revenue coming in and you're able to hire more people, and you're able to make a bigger difference. What would that look like? Or, or number two, maybe there's folks that are coming in right now and they're knocking at your door, boom, 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 boom. But the only challenge you have is you're listening. Listen very carefully, because this might be you, so listen very carefully. They're not converting fast enough, which means they're talking, they like you, there's conversation going on, but they're not converting. So there's two challenges, right? Number one, I need to attract my ideal client to me who can pay me. And number two, once they get in here, I need to have a system, a sales model or a process so they convert faster. That means they pay you and then they come back. And if you're listening right now, you're saying, Shay, I wanna be able to do that, but I don't want my labor involved. I don't wanna work any harder. Shay, I'm, I'm at a place right now where I'm ready to reach more people. Um, I'm on a mission, Shay. And I want you to listen very carefully. You were called to serve a group of folks out there and you can't serve them right now because you don't have the revenue to purchase the resources that are necessary to execute that big vision. If that's you, as you're listening, any of that resonates with you, I'm gonna give you a website, which is Easy Sales Hub. Again, EasySalesHub.com. Let me just spell that, I know you can see it below, but it's E-A-S-Y, sales, S-A-L-E-S, hub.com. Now the reason you wanna go over to Easy saleshub.com is that that's the place you can come to and you can do two things. One, we'll do a sales audit. So we'll take a look at your sales process, your sales funnels, and we'll see how those are converting. Number two, you can have the tools and resources you need to be able to generate more revenue with less effort so you can serve more folks. So with that being said, as you're watching, go over to www.easysaleshub.com. My name is Shay Brown. Make it a great day, everyone, and um, we'll make some good things out. We connect again next time. God bless.